I'm sure that every single one of us has been in the situation where you have said something, you have addressed somebody, and they and they're like, "What?" <laughs> you know, they're they're not really listening to what you're saying, or you give them instructions, or might even tell them like a whole lot of things, and then you realize what the, that they didn't hear anything that you said. So you said, "Repeat back to me what I just told you." And then, of course, uh, you see in that moment that they had no idea that you were actually speaking to them or were listening to you at all. This happens often, I found, with, not to stereotype, but with dads and with children and stuff. I can remember so many times of saying something, you know, to my dad or hearing my mom say something to my dad, and then she'll say, Tom, and then I'll be like, what? <laughs> you know, so I always sort of marvel at our selective hearing sometimes and uh, children as well I can't tell you how many times my mom told me to bring the laundry down and 30 seconds later 30 seconds I would come down empty-handed um, and I think that this points to one thing and it points to what really what Jesus is talking about in the parable um, it's very difficult to hear even the Lord speaking to you if you're preoccupied with other things in your life uh, if you don't actually ever give the Lord some sort of, um, I just lost the word, um, some sort of the attention, why can't, why can't I think of the word, don't you hate that? Um, just undivided, there we go, sorry, undivided attention. When you can't give the Lord some sort of undivided attention in your life, even, even daily, and um, I know uh, as I went through seminary, one of, the, one of the things that many priests do and what we're encouraged to do is make a daily holy hour. And it really is often during that time where you can try to offer your undivided attention to the Lord. Is it always undivided? Not exactly. Um, there, there are moments of distraction and lots of things can pop up into your head. But a big part of that first step is actually the same thing that you would do when you make time to come to Mass or you make time for any prayer is that you actually made time and you set it aside to give to the Lord. And I think that if someone were to examine their life and they're not doing that at all, that's really the first step. Um, you know, if somebody comes to confession and, and then they're asked, oh, well, what's your prayer life like? And, and if it's like, well, Father, I don't have much of a prayer life, that's really got to be the first step. Uh, because if we're not taking time and offering it to the Lord, then, then there's really no chance of hearing what he has to say in the first place. In, in many of these parables in Matthew, um, he, you know, Jesus will end, whoever has ears ought to hear. And so we can only have ears if we give him the time and allow him to hear. I, I know Archbishop Sample had said that much of the time in his holy hour, because we could also be very busy in our prayer time as well. We're like, oh, I've got to do something. Uh, whether it's pray the rosary or chaplet or, you know, or spiritual reading. He said often much of his time really is, is, is spent, you know, sitting in silence with the Lord. And I think that that's really important because we're very um, busy people, especially our, our, our American culture is a very busy culture. But to actually sit and listen and not do anything, it feels like we're not doing anything. <laughs> that's like against a lot of our, our sensibilities. But, but in fact, we're, we're, we're letting God do the most in those moments. It's where we actually let go of, of doing something. It's, it's the moments where we're actually letting go of control, 
or, or perhaps we actually let the Lord take control for just those short, brief times in our life. And that's why we celebrate. We have a lot of saints lately that, that are on the calendar. And, you know, when we celebrate a saint like St. Bridget, the reason that we celebrate them as saints is because they were able to do this heroically. They were able to set specific time for God more than really anybody else, any of their other companions, any of the other people that they were around. Uh, they made God such a priority that they heard his voice more than they heard almost anybody else's voice in their life. And, and that's why they're so heroic as saints and, and why we really emulate and want to follow their examples because they, they were able to do that. They were able to make the Lord such a big priority and they were able to hear him so clearly that it was so manifest in, in their actions and their ideas and in their thoughts. And um, St. Saint Bridget was kind of unique because her and her, she was married and had eight children and her and her, um, her husband eventually, after their children were grown, decided to, to actually separate and, and entered into um, essentially monastic life, into religious life. Um, and so it was kind of a very unusual situation, but, uh, but they both heard God so strongly that they felt like in their latter life they really needed to, to, to follow him in a more specific way. And of course this was a different era as well. This was in the 1300s. Um, and so she's also famous also for, the, um, for her, her writings on the passion, just her closeness with the passion of our Lord and stuff. So as we think about those great saints like St. Bridget, um, we also remind ourselves that that's what we really seek to be. But the only way to do that is to spend more time with God, to give him some of our time so that we have the opportunity to hear his voice. God bless you all.